You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 204, and I'm your host, Tom Gallo. 2021 is done, so as is tradition, Zach Romano and I got together to count down our favorite records of the year. It was a bit of a roller coaster year for music. We all got vaccinated, so venues opened back up and shows returned. But towards the end, things got a little shaky with the Omicron variant. Nevertheless, bands and artists persisted and put out some awesome, awesome music. For this special year in review episode, we talk about some of our favorite records from Triptides, Turnstile, Lepeche, Cowbells, Mannequin Pussy, and more. We'll dive into our countdown right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look at My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look at My Records website, where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists, and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. This is started. It has started. Or has it ended? No, it started. I'm pretty sure 2021 has ended, and that's why we're here. Yeah, but this is the beginning of this episode. Uh, We're we're, we're talking about different things. That's where the disagreement comes Uh, from. What's up? Uh, You know, just thinking back on the music I enjoyed in 2021. How about you? I'm not thinking about that at all. Shit, man, you should get on that. You have to pick out 10 albums to be your favorite from last year. Really? Yeah. Um, Okay, I just did it. Boom, ready. Woo, okay. Did it real quick. Split second. Can catalog that stuff instantaneously. Yeah, I guess you spent a lot of time thinking about music in general. Yeah. So, Zach, how was your 2021 in general? Generally. Um, Not bad. Year two of COVID, you know. Live music came back. That was great after yeah. a year-long hiatus. Yeah, and then it went away again. It's kind of going away again. And, yeah. But I think it's going to be gone shorter because I oh, think there's sure. still stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're, we're boosted, you know. It's not what it was. You're boosted? Like Mario and Luigi? What? Sonic the Hedgehog? You talking about when they eat a mushroom or like get a hundred rings? Yeah, that's not boosted. I don't think it's that's just boosted. Growing, yeah, in a very not human-like way. Sonic maybe gets boosted when, yeah. he, when he's moving real fast. Mario and Luigi, I don't think. I don't think they do. Yeah, Sonic does though, and he's a video game guy. <laughs> he's, he is. Yeah. So yes, a lot of good damn. music came out this year. Every year, a lot of good music comes out. There's never been a year when a lot of good music didn't come out. Maybe like during World War II or something, you know, kind of like how baseball players had to go fight in World War II. Yeah. I, Maybe I mean, like I, musicians had to, too. I'll, I'll say I'll say I wasn't too into the big band era. 
Yeah, and me neither. I, I like small bands. Yeah, Four-piece bands, three-piece bands, anything beyond that. Yeah, if, if you go back and listen to our episodes from the big band era, I had a really hard time coming up with, with 10 albums I like from that. Yeah, that's... Big I band totally era? Agree. More like big bland era, am and I right? When Brian Seltzer, what's his name? Brian Setzer Orchestra tried to make a comeback for big band. I wasn't having it. Remember oh yeah, Jive and Whale. Yeah, maybe yeah. even the Cherry Pop and, 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 and Daddies. Yeah, who's, was that the one with Zoot Suit Riot? Yeah, Zoot, they, fuck them. They <laughs> suck. <laughs> Brian Setzer Orchestra sucks. Cherry Pop and Daddies sucks. Though, if it weren't for Cherry Pop and Daddies, Weird Al never would have released Grapefruit Diet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, they, right. I think that redeems them. It's very true. Grapefruit Diet. Diet! That's a good one. Yeah. I've never heard that Weird Al parody before, but now I really want to. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta listen to that. That was one of my favorites when I was maybe like 12 or 13 years old. I liked Chicken Pot Pie. What? I, I'm, it's I'm, like I'm, Live I'm, and Let Die. Is that a new one? I never heard that. It's a good one. Maybe I came up with it, actually. It, it works. It totally works. All, half of his songs are about food, so it checks out. Sounds must, like could do you be think he his. really likes food, or is it just funny and easy to do? I think like a lot of his songs are about food, probably because like he's humming something and he's eating something, and he discovers that they have like the same amount of syllables and rhyme, and then like all yeah. of a sudden he has a song. This is we're, so, we're, we're getting too far afield. We're getting yeah. pretty far afield here. I'll tell you later about my idea for New York sports to all be in one rhyming scheme. Uh, you know, you you can't tease that. Just go go ahead. We'll get to the albums so later. When <laughs> when the Islanders were moving to Barclays Center about ten years ago, I said they should just change their name to the New York Pets. So then there could be one team in each of the major four professional sports leagues in New York with under the same rhyming scheme: Pets, Nets, Jets, Mets. Oh, and damn. they could use like a gerbil playing hockey as a mascot. You know, <laughs> or like an iguana, you know, yeah, or, or or a goldfish. Yeah, the New York Pets. I, I like it. Sadly, it didn't catch on. I don't know why, but and what does Islanders even refer to? Just Long Island, because they're Long Island. Uh, stupid as hell, right? Yeah. So back back to uh, back to the albums though. Were, were there were there ten albums that you liked this year? Yeah. Yeah, this isn't the big band era. <laughs> this is the 2020s. Small How band about era. you? Yeah, yeah. I, I managed to turn up 10 albums that I liked. What was the 10th favorite out of all the albums? Oh, so you we're, to? we're, what was we're jumping in. Favorite? We're moving yeah. from the, the banter into the into the album list. Yeah. So my, my 10th favorite album wasn't even an album. Can you believe that? What is it then? It was an EP. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many songs on it? There are five songs on it. That's it's, definitely it's, an EP. That's not and an album. It's only like 14 minutes long. It's uh, Perfect by Mannequin Pussy. And they show like a real range over that 14 minutes and five songs. And they have an album that's an actual album further up that's like 19 minutes long. So nice. whatever. Um, so yeah, that was my 10th favorite album 
of the year. Uh, how, how about yours? They're yours? a small band. They're a trio. Yeah. They also got their van broken into, or yeah. like their whole van stolen, actually. Yeah, I was going to so say hope... that. It seems like one of the trends of 2021 was people getting their shit stolen. I'm sorry to Manic and Pussy. That sucks. Yeah, to get all your gear stolen. What's a way? We should figure out. That's like maybe an untapped thing where we could find a way. Like, what is something that bands could use to protect their gear? Like locks on, the on, on their van? Yeah, but that doesn't work necessarily um maybe like a ring system for vans that is <laughs> cheap you know i don't know but i just feel bad because it does happen yeah, a lot it, it did seem like there was like an unusual amount of vans get broken into and stuff gets stolen or the van just gets stolen i think i guess they target vans because there's shit in it. Yeah, maybe everyone just drives like a sedan. Like instead of one band van, there are four band sedans. Yeah, and all the gear is yeah, it's all spread, spread out, out amongst the, the four sedans, like five Toyota Camrys, right? Yeah, s- sedan life, you know. <laughs> Isn't that an influencer thing when you like live out of a sedan? Yeah, now it is. <laughs> it's similar. <laughs> Get your uh, your Nissan Sentra or what have you. Yeah. Live out of there. Yeah. So um, this song is called To Lose You. If uh, if I, if this EP weren't released before the van incident, I would think you refers to their gear. Yeah. But that happened afterwards, so it refers to something yeah. else. I hope they find it. Yeah, I, I hope it's recovered. Maybe it already has been. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I hope so. Yeah. So that's my 10th favorite album. Well, album or EP. How about yours? What's yours? It's Alter Echoes by Triptides. Another great record from Triptides. They've released eight so far. They've only been a project slash band for like a decade. Damn, it's pretty, prolific, pretty prolific, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy to think that they've already put out eight full lengths. It's really like, well, now it's like, I mean, it's one guy consistently. This guy, Glenn Brigman, is a great songwriter in the psychedelic pop. So has band. the rest of the lineup turned over since they started? Yeah, because it sounded like he started with a couple of people, then moved to LA, had different people, now has, in the last few years, different people too. And they also scaled down from a quartet to a power trio now. Very powerful. So they're a power trio. And, nice um, small band era. This record's really good. It was the first record that they actually recorded in a legit like an actual studio i didn't realize that oh, until no i spoke to glenn earlier this year that everything they've done has basically been home recorded on a you know task oh, cam cool. tape machine so now they've recorded this one at hollywood's boulevard studios which so. has a bit of a history with bands in the 60s recording there stuff like that and it kind of carries on that legacy has that really crisp clean psych pop sound nice so did, did you notice a difference between this and their previous releases or did their previous releases all start to like have sound it's like... kind of like getting closer and closer to this sound i'd say okay Whereas, so is this like the sound you think they were targeting with their previous releases i just think it's kind of moving away towards what they started with and what they were influenced with glenn was telling me when i interviewed him on look at my records earlier this year that when they started, they were influenced a lot by like real estate 
bands like oh, that, that okay. whose earlier work kind of has that muddier, like chill sound to oh, it. Oh yeah, Real Estate's first album definitely yeah. has like a um kind of muddy, not, not exactly fuzzy, but yeah. like which is great to it through a wall type sound which yeah, is which, which is, is nice great. yeah and so now this is like really cleaned up sounding stuff so it's cool it's cool to see the band's continued evolution and he's a very prolific songwriter so they already put out another ep this year too so that's a lot of stuff and he's yeah. he's younger than we are right yeah i know i that's thought wild. i always thought he was the same age but i think he's a couple he's like a couple of years younger than us for, for reference, Tom and I are, I believe, 34 and 33. Yeah, 33, 34. Yeah. Like 1933, 34. Mm, and we're going to play the song Having a Laugh, which is a great song. Features a lot of cool organ playing on it. It's very, like, bouncy organ. It starts off. So... Here we go. Damn, uh, that's going to be hard for the song to live up to that. I think you might have just showed them up right there. Yeah. Next time you record organ parts, Triptides slash Glenn, just call me and I'll do them acapella with my voice. Just like that. Nice. Here we go. Number 10s. Number 10s.
Number nine. Damn. Number nine. Has there been a year where we haven't done that? No, yeah, you're right. Damn. And I think we talk about how I do it every year. Every year. Well, Too check late. the box. It's done. We did it again. Great number tens. Great way to kick it off. Yeah, maybe the best number tens we ever had. I don't know about that. I guess we'd have to go back to previous years and and analyze, and discuss. analyze, and discuss. Well, it's certainly it's certainly up there. Yeah. Certainly up there. So tell me, what was your ninth favorite album of 2021? Um, I, you really you really want to know? No. Fuck. No, I do want to. Oh, know. <laughs> he was joking. Just a fake out. Fake out. He was joking. Okay. So uh, my ninth favorite album of 2021 was called Drunk Tank Pink from Shame. Cool. Great British post-punk revivalists. Yeah, this is their their second album. They're really young. I think they're only like 22, 23, 24, something like that still. I didn't realize that. That guy seems like he's lived a whole life when you listen to some of his songs. Yeah, yeah. He's been through shit, and he's pissed and upset. So I noticed that since Ott broke up, there's been a ton of bands filling the uh, post-punk toxing void, and Shame is certainly one of the better ones, and they released my favorite album of that type this year. This song is called Nigel Hitter. Yeah. It's about um, someone who hits Nigels. Not, not, not really. It's a shame. Doesn't make plans for Nigel. Just yeah. hits Nigels. Yeah, I mean. Th- More aggressive. I, I, I liked a, a bunch of songs on this album, but due to this podcast's history of Nigel songs, well, one yeah. in particular, I, I had to pick this one. Shame. I like shame. Did you know that in the year 2020, there wasn't a single Nigel born in Great Britain. It's one, one, insane. There wasn't a single Nigel. That's crazy. We're going to run out of Nigels to make plans for or to hit. Shame played at Terminal 5 recently. Really? They're playing... And were they, were Gustav, they the headliners? You know, Gustav, Gustav toured with them. I, I don't know Gustav. They're doing a similar thing that I'd compare it. I'd Good. say it's a post-punk. It's a little more dancey, though, like ESG influenced, I'd say. Speaking of Gustav, remember that time in college when a guy named Gustavo punched you in the face for insulting the San Jose Sharks? Yeah. It's pretty fucked oh, up. Oh, wait. No, they. T- I think they toured with idols, not idols. I always confuse idols and shame. Oh. So I'm, I think everything I just said about shame was actually applied to idols. <laughs> that guy is pissed. Yeah, the, the idols the, guy is pissed. I, I mean, the, the, shame, the shame guy is also pissed. I don't know if he's exactly pissed. He's definitely jaded for how old he is. The idols guy, I don't know. They, they have a they have a funky vibe. Like they they're like very positive but very aggressive yeah super aggressive yeah so they're both great bands so. yeah we, we, we like them both yeah i like shame i like idols I, I i preferred shame's album this year they both put out new records this yeah. year. yeah yeah 
as a spoiler, Idols album is not any of my top eight albums. Me neither. Sorry, Idols. You didn't make it this year. Next year, do better. Try harder. Try, Next year, try Idols. Harder. Try fucking harder. And Come then- on. Spend a little more time in the studio Jesus next time. Christ. Spend a little more time in a fucking studio. All right. So what was your ninth favorite album? So my ninth pick was Careless by Contrast by Kaz Mirbluk. Tell me more about him. He's a guy that I interviewed on Look at My Records. He is a good chips. LA-based artist. Really good. He's known for playing in Hoover 3, who put out a new record this year, too. And number a really great sophomore solo record by Casimir Blue. I so liked how... Tell, tell me about it. What, what's, uh, what's it sound like? So what I really liked about it was I felt like he kind of was able to do a lot of different things stylistically within the record but still made it sound pretty cohesive. Like, I feel like there's songs that are psych pop, dream pop, songs that are a little more of the line along the lines of like post-punk, like someone like Shame or Idols, and even stuff that's kind of more psychedelic and hazy. So what nice. I, that's what I really liked about it was he kind of blended a lot of different styles into this one record. So you could really get everything you want out of the record maybe no like hip-hop or Big what's band? that what's that new hyper pop there's no hyper pop on this record oh thank god for that but, but if you like indie rock generally and i feel like there'll be podcast, moments of there's do. be moments on this record for everyone especially if you like all of those genres there's really a lot of stuff to like on this record even a little like crowd rock so what what genre does this track fall into of those that you mentioned? So I'd say this is kind of more psychedelic and dream pop influenced. A lot of reverb, so guitars, hazy ambiance. You ready for a hazy ambiance? Give it to me. Yeah, we're going to hear the song Dozer by Casimir Blue off of Careless by Contrast and... We're going to hear Nigel Hitter by Shane. But we're going to hear Nigel Hitter first. And then Dozer. Okay. Sick. Wait, it's... Hold up. Quick point of clarification. Is it Kaz space Mirbluk or Kazmir space Blue? Nice. Kaz space Mirbluk. Okay, now that's cleared up. There we go, everyone.
how about those songs? Limp Bizkit. Corn. What was up with Limp Bizkit kind of coming back this year? Do you think it was the um, that Woodstock 99 documentary? You think Fred Durst tried to ride that out? Probably. I know, he had that weird fucking thing where he dressed like a, a dad. Like that, I, I, I don't know. I'm not tuned into this shit. That happened. It was on the internet. It was. You don't need to be tuned in. You just need to be on Twitter, maybe. Or Instagram. I'm not You're on, on Twitter. That. You're on Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. You have a Twitter. You just don't use it. Yeah, I, I think the last thing I tweeted was from a Pittsburgh Pirates game in 2012. Wow. <laughs> they were good then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, that they was were like, like maybe into the of, wild card being game. decent. And then losing the wild card game, right? Actually, no, no. 2012, they were they still had a losing record. I think 2013, 14, and 15, they were good. Nice. This, this is far afield. <laughs> this is, this is a good. field. A baseball field. <laughs> All right. Eighth favorite album of the year. Uh, how about you go first this time? No. You Fucking do first. it. Fucking do it. I'm not going to do it. No, you do it. All right, no. I'll do it. I'll do it. Fine. Okay. Okay. So, eighth favorite album is this record by this great New Orleans-based songwriter named Max Bien Khan. And he performs as Max and the Martians. The album's called All the Same. It was released on this label called Perpetual Doom, which is a great little label, putting out a lot of good stuff. And really nice, beautiful record. Uh, jangly at times. You like country, the jangle? You like Country-esque at times. Power poppy at times. A lot of songs kind of with a connecting fiber, heartache and grief and all that stuff. So it's really warmed my heart. He's a good storyteller, Max Bien Khan. Nice. And New Orleans is an interesting music scene that I don't really know a ton about. They're current music scene and i spoke to this fella max i spoke to this other band the convenience they seem to have a cool music scene going on there they're just like a ridiculous amount of very very skilled musicians in new orleans i was just down there that's what and like like you, you just walk into any random bar and like some like fucking outrageously good drummers just playing in like a cover band that's what i gathered from talking to this guy max because he also plays in i guess a street music band called tuba skinny so that, that like sounds very new orleans very new orleansy right in addition yeah. to this project which I, is I guess more the, like indie rock the, the formula is instrument adjective yes like trombone shorty yes tuba there you skinny. go tuba skinny you, you could I, I'll, I'll be uh euphonium chubby <laughs> What's, what's yours? I don't know. Give me one right um, now. French horn malevolent. Nice. There we go. We're off to New Orleans. <laughs> you can at least play the drums. There. I have no musical talent whatsoever. So you, you can you can be the hype man. I can do a good job at that for sure. Damn right. But this record was great. All the same by Max and the Martians. Good fucking songwriter. Nice. Com. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So for my number eight, I have Friends of the Pod, Phantom Handshakes. Yeah. One of the uh, earlier reviews I wrote for the Look at My Records blog. 
Yeah. Indeed. So this is from their album, No More Summer Songs, that came out this spring. And uh, it's called It's a Prison. Great band. Great, great record. Um, I haven't seen them live yet. Looking forward to when I do. So I've seen them live. This is Matt Sklar, genius guy, because he wrote all these songs for Phantom Handshakes. They put out an EP last year. Then they put out this full length this year. So he wrote all these like shoegazy dream pop kind of songs, you know, and was like, I can't sing. So let me get the best singer in Brooklyn, Federica. Yeah, she's great. She's incredible. She's also in the band Sooner, who will be putting out an album this year as well. So I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, same. All right, let's listen to him. So the song by Max and the Martians that we're playing is Please Hold On. And then what song are we playing by you? It's, not by you. Yeah, it's not. I didn't write this song, unfortunately. Phantom Handshakes did. It's called It's a Prison.
good. Same as it was like five minutes ago. Looks a little bit better. It's got a new beer. Oh man, that was crisp. This is ASMR. Nice. How's that chip? Those chips, multiple chips. It's not like you just put one chip in your mouth. Fucking Good. delicious. Nice. That's great. So number seven time. And this one is going to be so easy. Yeah, this is this pretty is funny. so easy. And like, how many years have we done this now? Like six, five, six? Something like that. Yeah. 29 years of doing this. Yeah, there's, I think that's a, that's a national song. 29 years. Really? Yeah. Of doing this? No. 29 years of doing this. But anyway. We should tell Aaron Dressner to change the name. Aaron Dressner. That's him, right? Isn't he in the national? Uh, yes. It sounds wrong. I feel um, like it's wrong. I'm wrong. Dessner. Dessner. I put an R in there. Is Thanks, the, Ross. Is, is one of them Aaron? I know there are do, there are two of them. There's Bryce and yeah, Aaron Dessner. I he live he lives in Ditmas Park. Do they still live here? I know they they all used to live in a giant house together. It sounds horrible. Imagine <laughs> living in an entire house with the National. <laughs> all day they're like, "We're the National. We're a band. We're the National." Yeah, Have you heard our one. 2007 album, Alligator? That was 2006. Oh, Actually, fuck. it might have been 2005. 2007 fuck. was Boxer. Fuck. Have you heard our 2007 album, Boxer? And they'd, you'd be the only one in the house who wasn't in the band? Yeah. It'd be horrible. That, they'd all have this <laughs> thing that they do together playing a band, and I'd just be fucking there minding my own business <laughs> not knowing any of the in- band inside jokes yeah and they'd just be like just rehearsing around. all the time yeah and i would come in and be like hey can i do a little tambourine or something and they'd be like get the fuck out of here tom <laughs> get the fuck out of here tom tom it's your turn to clean the bathroom i was like no it's not it's Aaron Desner's turn. <laughs> Aaron Desner. Aaron Desner. Trash. In, you're supposed to clean the bathroom, Aaron Desner. And he'll be like, "You could just call me Aaron." I was no. like, "But I don't know you. I don't know you. I'm too busy writing a string quartet, Thomas. I'm too busy working with Taylor Swift now. Blah blah blah. You know, fuck you, Aaron no. Desner. Shut, shut up, Tom. I have Justin Vernon on the phone. You got Justin Vernon on the phone." Call me back when you got Justin Verlander on the phone. Damn. Oh, put him in his place. Put him in his place. So many baseball and music references going down. That's that's what we got here. That's 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 what we got over here. Well, if I could talk to Justin Vernon, I'd say go back to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, or wherever you're fucking from. (laughs) Shove it up your ass. That's what you'd say to him, huh? It's a shove Eau Claire up your fucking Wisconsin ass. Fuck off. <laughs> not, not a Bonavere fan. <laughs> uh, no, I like Bonavere. All right. And, and back to the, 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 ten, the, the 10 best new metal uh, scream grindcore albums of 2021. 21. Uh, number seven. Let's say it. One, two, three. 
Lepesh, blood in the water. Yeah. It's like if they won the VMA, now they'd walk up. We'd be like opening the envelope and be like, and the number seven on the year-end list goes to... Lepesh. Lepesh, blood in the water. Imagine if those all those award shows for every award read out ten their top ten and they all had to come up and get it. Yeah. So then they'd come up and what what would they say? They're well spoken band. I've spoken with them many times. On the record and off the record. Probably and by say, on the record, I just mean we were recording it. No, no, I I, I thought you meant that you guessed it on Blood in the Water. What? I thought you meant by on the record that you guessed it on their record. Blood in oh, the that water. would be interesting. It'd probably make the record worse. But before we move on, though, <laughs> before we move but on, it, it's really good, though. You, you just put out a lot of aggression in Justin Vernon's direction. Can we can we go into why? Oh, no, I actually, like, don't have anything against him. I'm just doing it purely for entertainment value. <laughs> you just told him to shove his hometown up his ass. I just, you know, come on. <laughs> It's a shitty name of a town. It's not like Brooklyn. So now you're 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 anti-French too? No, not really. Just what kind of Wisconsin? Wisconsin? What the fuck's up with Wisconsin? The whole Upper Midwest. Who knows yeah. what's going on up there? Wisconsin got us Trump, basically. Yeah. You know? Did they? They voted for Biden, though. Did they? Yeah, this time. Yeah. You know? Then they're like, "Oh, okay, we fucked up." I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> All right, so yeah, all the years doing this, so going back like five minutes ago, past Bonavere and the National and all that, yeah, in five or six years of doing this, this is the first <laughs> time we've had the, the same album in the same spot. Yeah, I love Lepesh. Yeah, Not just as musicians and as a band, but as beautiful people. You had them Wonderful on pretty people. early in the game, right? Relatively? So I connected with them because, you know, I'm just like keeping up with stuff years ago. And I saw, hey, they put out a song. It's a good song. Did something in the Bushwick Daily. Interviewed them. Oh, yeah. I remember when you were doing that. Kept in touch. You know, we're good friends now. And they're a great band. And so this record, Blood in the Water, I was actually listening to a lot in 2020 before it came out this year because... We're friends, and they sent me Ooh, the Look at the insider over yes. here. Get the music early. Yeah, and I listened to it a bunch in 2020. I listened to it a bunch in 2021. So I, what I always really like about Lepesh is, to me, they stand out in a, a sea of post-punk bands. There's a lot of bands that are inspired by, I think, the bands that put out stuff from, like, 1977 to 1985. These guys are more... Fugazi, Jawbox influence, so 90s, I'd say. And they kind of take that sound, make it their own. Krista DM is a great front person, too. Her lyrics are really powerful and deep. And I think all around, really catchy songs, too, even though they're very powerful. Their, and, their tone is always yeah, just like so fucking spot on. They're good tone. One of the tightest bands live too. Yeah, we've seen they're always so year. tight live i remember the first time i saw them was when they toured with joe jawbox and they opened for jawbox yeah was that in um brooklyn oh, no. steel I, I was thinking of when we saw them at uh saint vitus 
that was a great show. But that, too. they opened for the Jay Robbins, yeah, the, the Jawbox guy. guy. That's, what, that's what I was thinking of. The guy, but the guy, the guy of Jawbox. I always tell them, "Is you guys are total pros. They're pros. They're pros. When it comes to playing live, they take it really seriously and put on a really good show. They're always well rehearsed, and it's a high energy show too. Yeah, they're not just putzing around. Love that pineapple shaker." Great. I love Krista's pineapple. That's a mainstay of every La Paz show. It's always there. right there. All right. So um, what do you say we listen to two songs off this album? Yeah. So I picked Elbow Grease and you picked. I picked Oliver. Actually, we both picked Oliver. But and then, then you... I picked Elbow yeah. Grease. But that's cool. Yeah, Oliver, I guess, is the best song on the record. So it seems. But there's all the songs are really good. But I'd say that's probably my favorite song. Yeah, same. It wouldn't have been too hard to pick a different one if I had to, but, you know. I did it. I did it for us. He, he stepped up. I Tom did stepped it. up. Okay, here's Lepesh, Blood in the Water.
Jeff Bezos in that stupid outfit looking like Pitbull. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Oh, damn. That You spoiled my sixth favorite song of the year. It was Jeff Bezos in that outfit looking like Pitbull. And then parentheses, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. That's by a Tom great Gallo. song. Thanks. Yeah, wow. Can't believe I made your list. Year. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I made the list, especially <laughs> since I just wrote that. On the spot. Based on my hatred of Jeff Bezos. Yeah, so if, if I didn't just hear that excellent song, that was better than what I had at number six, but not quite as good as the five above that, my number six album of the year would have been Yak, a collection of truck songs by Angel Dust. Nice. Tell me about that, because I don't know anything about that one, yo. Yeah, I, I don't know what his deal is. Um, it's like... How do I describe this? There's like an acoustic guitar and the songs are high energy. Um, just listen to the fucking song. Sick. Now, now it's um, I, I, I don't know. It's like the, the guy's voice reminds me of Christopher Owens from Girls, but it's the, the, the tone of the songs is a lot lighter. It gets into some some serious ish stuff but he definitely doesn't take himself super seriously like christopher owens does yeah remember when christopher owens got pissed at leno dunham for making a tv show called girls and he was like that's bullshit no no when, when you when, if you if you call your band like one of the 50 or so most used words in the english language no one else can use that word anymore it's true no one else can do, can do that I thought it was so insane. Yeah. That Christopher Owens did like have some kind of comment. Well, it's not Lena Dunham's fault that he picked a band name with terrible SEO. Yeah, he should have hired a consultant. Yeah, he should have put like a number. Or num- just asked his if- mom. Like, do you think this is a good band name, girls? No, sweetie, Christopher. It's probably too common of a word. There's probably something else that people will get confused with. But that's a good first effort, Christopher. (laughs) Love, Christopher Owens' mom. Maybe try young women. Better, but But not not quite quite there. there. Not quite there. How about... How about Eiffel 65? <laughs> That's very unique, but unfortunately, this is the type of situation where there is another Italian trip hop disco. I don't know. It's really not really trip hop, but kind of. I don't know what you would call. Yeah, what do you What do you even call that shit? Have Have you heard any song besides Blue? No, but they did a short, like a 15 minute Vice documentary on Blue. It was interesting. They're like, we were just working at the studio, and uh, I came in, and I had this idea, and uh, then, whoa, biggest song in world. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Nice. Back to business. Number six. Who you got? You go first. I, I just first told you that. I just told you that. Oh, yeah. Damn. You fucking idiot. So I off, just told you that. You got so off track Ooh, that yeah. I forgot that it was Angel I, Dust. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You're, I, I, that, that was that was harsh. You're not a fucking idiot. You're you're a great guy and, and very smart. No, I am a fucking idiot. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> My number six is Constellations by 
Clever Girls, excellent band from Burlington, Vermont. Is it composed of uh, Velociraptors? So, it's funny that you mentioned that because I interviewed the front person, Diane Jean, and they told me that they didn't know that it was a Jurassic Park reference at first. Really? That just thought it was a cool name, but the other band members knew. So someone came up to them and was like, hey, did you name the band after Jurassic Park? And they were like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) But then they went back to the other band members and said, hey, is this band named after Jurassic Park? Yes, it is. And they were all like, yeah, it is. is. (laughs) This band is named after Jurassic Park. So it's a really great record, little grungy, I'd say, kind of works in a lot of those pixie and you know loud quiet dynamics where it really builds up and then kind of stops and then you know yeah and that's fun to listen to cool you want to listen to it yeah so we're gonna hear a song from constellations by clever girls this song is called lavender And we're going to hear a song from Yak, a collection of truck songs by Angel Dust. And this song is called Cool Faith.
Can you repeat that last line? No, no, with, with context. Me and the big red machine. machine. Me and the big red machine. We got two words for you. Suck it. All right, yeah, a little. Uh... He's the mayor of some town in Tennessee now. Yeah. Ugh. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's his real name? I don't fucking know, and I don't fucking care. Isn't his real name Dwayne Johnson? No, that's a rock. Shit. Yeah. No one confuses that. Though. I don't know why he confused that. Isn't isn't his real name Vince Diesel? No. Also incorrect. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, we'll just leave it up to everyone else to figure out. Number six. That Oop. was number six. Yeah, number five. <laughs> number five. What do you got, number five? Number five, we've got Deaf Heaven. Dude, so metal. And like. Interesting thing, though. Stoner rock. Not really. This record wasn't very Yeah, metal. what's the deal? I didn't listen to it. I just know the, I saw them on Halloween like three years ago at White Eagle Hall. Yeah, I think I, I was supposed to go to that, but I got sick or something. Something. And I met up with uh, Jeff Yerger, Steve Cavante's friend. Jeff Yerger. We had a good time, yeah. The Yergs, as as he's known. Yeah. He in, met up in, with the Yergs. Yes, he's a good guy. And we had a good time at the show in Jersey City, and I walked home. Always the best to go to White Eagle Hall, because then I'm like, okay, bye, everybody. And then I'm home in five fucking minutes. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, the, tell me about record, it. Um, it was more shoegazy. Yeah, the, this record, they've, they've always had rock. like a, a... Not in Stoner, really. They, they, they always had like a shoegazy bent, but they really leaned into it with this one. The um, they they released a few singles that were just like fucking amazing, like like just like the exact type of shit I want to listen to. the The album didn't really live up to the singles. Um, the songs in the album weren't quite as good, but the album's still great. I liked it a lot. Listened to it a lot this year. Um, this is this song is the first single they released. It's called "Great Mass of Color." Nice. All right, so my fifth favorite record of the year was Max Heart by Cowbells. Great band who I think we've seen live before. I've seen live before. I, I, don't I think, think you've I've been seen there. Them. Or maybe. Where, where, where would it Union have been? Pool. You know, swimming in Union Pool. Swimming in Union Pool. Swimming in a Union, disgusting Union Pool with a lot of piss in the pool, in Union Pool. If Union Pool was a pool, like actual pool, there'd be lots of piss in it. No, yeah, yeah, probably a lot of puke. But this was their highly anticipated second album, follow up to their 2017 album Ten Flowers. And are they a Brooklyn band? Yeah, they're from Brooklyn. And the thing is, it's and all the members of the band. I feel like it's not their main project, so they don't play as often you know it took them a while to put out this second record but it's really good a lot of synths on the album a lot of grooves some songs right. i'd even describe as prince like if you like <laughs> prince also you know spacey sounding stuff as well so it's great so i have to ask is there a certain um 
namesake instrument, if you could call it an instrument. No, the, I don't think there's the any album. cowbells on this record. Cowbells. Well. And it's also spelled K-A-L, bells. Oh, shit. Well, I feel stupid. No, it's a, it's a play on words. It's a play on... It sounds like cowbells. Yeah, it's supposed to. That's the what it's supposed to be. But great record. Really chill at times, danceable at times. A little bit of everything, I'd say. Hey, you want to listen to these fucking songs? Yeah, so what song are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Great Mass of Color off Deaf Heaven's album, Infinite Granite. Okay, and I'm playing Poppy Tree by Cowbells. Would you say that it's the poppiest song on the album? <sighs> Shit.
Number four. That was a, that was a great noise. Uh, oh man. Uh, that that sounded like the noise, like if you're deflating a balloon and you like stretch the opening and let's like air out very slowly. That's what that noise sounded like. Fucking eh. <laughs> All right, number four. Who you Tell got? me about it. I got Blood by Juliana Hatfield, her 19th solo album. Holy shit, that's a lot of solo albums. Yeah, I wonder, I feel like I didn't listen to this record until obviously in my car. You've been in my car a bunch this year, and I'm just playing all the Lemonheads records a lot on CD. And it got me thinking of Juliana Hatfield, and then I was like, wow, Juliana Hatfield put out a new record did, this did she, year. Did she like date Evan to Dando it. or something? Is yeah, that- they dated and they collaborated a lot. Like, she provides vocals on like backing vocals and stuff on um, Come On, Feel the Lemonheads. Oh, I know that. That's cool. Records as well. So they're kind of a thing. But yeah, everything you could awesomely expect from a great songwriter like Juliana Hatfield. Ultra melodic. Power poppy. You know, all that good stuff on this record. Blood, her 19th solo studio album nice it's cool to listen to something you know you we love juliana hatfield's early records i love the Lemonheads. i love evan dando so it's cool to put on something that's new and just it resonates with you because it sounds so much like what they previously did as well so kind of like oh this is nice. This is the shit I nice. like. You know? I'll, I'll say I, I've grown to appreciate the Lemonheads more from listening to them in your car. Yeah, me too. Lemonheads and Triptides. Those are the Lemonheads and I, Triptides I, I in, in your the car. car. Yeah. And it was cool. I read that she actually recorded most of this, like a quarantine record at home. Oh, nice. And, and it sounds really good. So she also lives in Massachusetts, like Evan Dando does. I don't know if she lives on like Cape Cod like he does. Though. Oh, he lives on Cape Cod? I didn't know yeah. that. Where in Cape Cod does he live? I don't know. But Evan Dando lives on like Cape Cod or something. Evan Dando lives on, is, is he out like scooping up cranberries in Cape Cod Bay? There was a video of him in a CVS and he had his guitar with him and he started playing, his, you know, It's a Shame About Ray or something like that. It's funny. We're in a CVS in Cape Cod, Evan Dando playing It's a Shame About Ray in this CVS. Nice. Pretty cool. All right, what was yours? So mine was um, a record appearing on a lot of end of the year lists. It's uh, Turnstile. This is Baltimore, gentlemen. Baltimore's. The gods will not save you. (laughs) They're from Baltimore. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. This great, is great. Turnstile, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. Did, did Cedric Daniels say that? No, that was uh, Burrell. Oh, Burrell. Sorry for sorry, sorry to Cedric for confusing him with that scumbag Burrell. They were both kind of scumbags, though. That was kind of the point. But I guess uh, Cedric was less of a scumbag. Did I say right? Cedric Davis or Cedric Daniels? Daniels. That this is bullshit, guy. Yeah. This, this is, bull- is bullshit. It was McNulty who you know, finally blah blah blah. You know, you've been saying that for years, but he never actually says it was McNulty 
something, something, something. He says something about McNulty, though. Yeah, but that's not the quote because I like watched that episode and looked for that and couldn't find it. And yeah. after he says this is bullshit, he says something else. So the the deal is like McNulty. Uh, this is this is this is way too far afield. Anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I really love this record. This was kind of like my my running record for the year. It's super high energy, uh, super hooky, and it's been a long time since I've heard a record that like just viscerally inspires motion as much as this one does. Do you run to it a lot? Yeah. You run away from it a lot? Um, run it, to it, run away from it? I meant... Did you run while listening to it? Yes. Yes. Really? Did I did. Did you find your workouts increased in intensity while listening to it? So Strava tells me. That's great. Thank you, Turnstile. <laughs> You've had a direct impact on Zach's well-being and health. And for that, Both mentally we and are physically. appreciative. No, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking great record. It, I haven't listened to it. I've read all about it. I should listen to it. I will at some point. But I heard, oh, they kind of like... We're a hardcore band, right? But now they're kind of like mixing like a little shoegaze. You know, honestly, I don't. I, I don't hear that much hardcore here. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of like Diarrhea Planet. Yeah, interesting. Like, because I was trying to read about their history a little bit, but that's what I, I think they were a hardcore band. I mean, who wasn't a hardcore band? Like half these fucking bands. Yeah, I, I was a hardcore band. band. Tom Gallo, hardcore <laughs> Tom, band. Tom Gallo, hardcore band. Fuck Wisconsin. And Justin Vernon. Yeah, I remember your fuck Wisconsin record. I'm glad you've calmed down a little bit since yeah. then. Come around to the state. It's fine. It's okay, <laughs> it's, state. It's, it'll do. It's better than Wyoming. Wyoming houses the reanimated a corpse of Dick Cheney. So nice. it's a horrible state. Okay. <laughs> so what song are we playing by Turnstile? So we have Fly Again by Turnstile. And who we got by Juliana what we got by Juliana Hatfield. Dead weight. Is that about Evan Dando? No.
Damn, what a Subway couple of songs. Subway platform. Great couple of great yeah. couple of songs. Oh man. So we're on to our top three albums of the year. Three, 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 three. Well, each of our top three, three, three albums three, of the year. Three, three. So, who you got? What was your third favorite album this year? <sighs> Always something by UVTV. Damn. I think we might see them again at some point as well. Whoa, you sure? So, released t- by Paper Cup Music. Great label. Yeah, great label. Levada just signed to them. Also home to Monograms, Drug Couple, lots of great bands. UVTV. I really loved this record. So, my, it came real out like, pretty early in the year, yeah, right? Like, it was a... like May, mid year. Right. Like, kind of like modern power pop, I feel like, you know? A lot of hooks on this record, right? Yeah, a lot, lot of lot of great melodies. Everything just fitting together very, very well. It's it's clear that like they spent a lot of time putting pieces together and good like harmonies too. So like subtle harmonies, I feel like you know. Yeah, it just makes you want to get up. It's and, a mood uh, enhancer, right? This is a record is a mood enhancer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It makes it's a you feel good. Could and, be the feel good record of twenty twenty one think so like if we just did a list number one feel-good record of 2021 i feel like it could be this one what would you say the feel-good movie of 2021 is don't look up <laughs> just because of the fingerling potatoes comment uh, line so what <laughs> why is everyone talking about fingerling potatoes what the fuck is this? at one point timothy chalamet says i fucking love fingerling potatoes oh that's lame yeah but <laughs> <laughs> so and we're gonna hear the song back to nowhere by uvtv that's my favorite song on the record great so what do you pick for number three um so my number three record of the year is from a band called home is where song or the album is called i became birds it's a really interesting album. It's another very short album. It's like 19 minutes long and five or six tracks, but they do a lot of different stuff across them. They cover a lot of ground. Um, the singer has this incredible energy that makes songs feel like sing-alongs, even though there's only like one voice. It's just very infectious. Um, a lot of like the, the the formula sounds weird. There's like acoustic guitars and harmonicas and like I don't know. It's just a lot a lot of this shit going on. But one one of the most like pure balls of energy of a record I've listened to recently. Yeah, I like this record. You sent it to me. I did I didn't send know it what to the you. Fuck it was before. Until you introduced it to me. Yeah, so I, I forget where I heard of this, but it's real. It's real good. I got a message from Zach, and contained in the message, this album, which we're gonna listen to right now. Yeah. So this song is called "Assisted Harakiri," and we're gonna hear "Back to Nowhere" by UVTV. Yeah, let's uh, listen to him. We like him.
I, I'm running out of steam. You, you want to just call it? All right, yeah. Let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> we got eight. We got eight in each. We need 16, more than that. That's... Sixteen. Well, fifteen because Lepesh appeared twice. Yeah. So that, actually, if it's only fifteen, we might as well go all the way. Yeah. Fuck. Hey, fair. We could go all the way. Okay. Number two. <laughs> Uh, my number two album of the year was from Howdy or Havdi. I, don't I think know it's how the Howdy. Fuck you say Something it. I've learned about all bands that do that is that they're just using those two words, to, the, the, the two letters to make that other letter that it should yeah, be for, for SEO purposes. Like always is always, not always. Yeah, and churches is, is churches, churches, not, not church, church, not church churches. So I'm going to assume. Yeah, it's probably unless Howdy. Howdy, you want to give us a call and explain what the correct pronunciation of your band name is based on precedent set by your indie rock peers. We're going to assume you mean Howdy. They could be going against the grain. A couple of. Uh, well, they need to come out and guys. say that loud, you know, I'm loudly sure. and proudly. I could have I could have resolved this with probably a, a thirty second Google before the show, but you know what? I didn't. No, and, fuck, and fuck that. it. Fuck no, it. Absolutely not. It's their fault for naming it's their band howdy. that. It's, it's, it's howdy. It's their fault. If it's not if it's not howdy, then they only have themselves to blame. Exactly. Well, anyway, I really love this album. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely the most uh, laid back album on my list. It's very like nostalgic and thoughtful it's kind of like um it, it's, it's sort of like an alex g worshiping album honestly uh but without as much weird maybe uh it's just very pleasant Not as much g just he, alex yeah it's, it's just with, a lot of alex w- w- without as much sandy i think even he yeah, took the yeah, sandy yeah. out he said no more sandy yeah. yeah he had two albums with sandy in it for some reason i like him but there's the younger generation really likes that guy. yeah oh yeah for sure like, i they, like him too i have his records not all of them i have some of them i love listening to them really good songs but i noticed the z generation yeah. really obsessed with yeah that like guy. i mean i i like him too but he like packs brooklyn steel and a lot of bands that like sound similar don't have anywhere near that i mean who knows? He's, he's good. I don't want to diss him. He's, I, I like him a lot. I just... Yeah. You, you know. We're just not obsessed. We're not, like, thinking about him at three in the morning, tossing and turning. Well, not every night, at least. Yeah. Only some nights for okay. Zach. Only some nights. Some nights. <laughs> so, anyway, this album is called True Love by Howdy. Or not Alex G. Or Havdi. But who, who the fuck? Who the fuck knows? And um, I'm going to play... The title track, also called True Love. Nice. The fuck you got? Who's your second favorite album? Communicant, Sun Goes Out. This is a new Los Angeles-based outfit. I'd kind of describe them as like Triptides Jr. at this point, because they're kind of going for the same thing. Wow, the uh, the only... student is now the master now. They Triptides is number 10, and they're number two. Yeah, I don't know. Just the kind of the way, maybe I was just really excited to hear a new band do Triptides' thing really well, and they did. I you know, kind of like I won't tell Glenn. Kind of like Sunny Psych Pop that I really like. 
This is a perfect record to listen to right now if you're in New York and the sun hasn't been out in about six days. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's been... <laughs> it's been gray as hell. Yeah. I'd say just turn this on and pretend it's summer. Pretend you don't have Omicron. Put on Sun Goes Out by Communicant and pretend it's summer. Great new sack pop band out of L.A. You know, they got those clean, nice guitar tones. Far out sounding. Own the tone. Yeah. They don't sound like the OCs. They're kind of like way cleaner sounding. Do they use Dan Electros? I don't know. I haven't seen a live video of them. Okay. I bet they play Fender Strats. They don't own the tone, I guess. Or Rickenbackers. Or Fakenbackers, I've heard. Like bootleg Rickenbackers that you can modify so that they sound good. Fakenbackers. Fakenbackers. Yeah. Rick and Fakers. Rick and Fakers. Rick Flair Fakers. That's stupid. Yeah. Okay. We're playing Sun Goes Out by Communicant off of their debut full length um, Sun Goes Out. So we're hearing the title track. We're all, oh, two title tracks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a True Love by Howdy off an album of the same name.
Oh, shit. Number one. Records of the year, records of the year, records of the year. This is like the intro montage, and there's like graphics on the screen right now. Yeah. You guys can't see this, but, you know, we're here, and there's the screen showing the Yeah, if, if this were a local access television show rather than a podcast, that's what would be on. Wow. Tim, Tim have you ever thought about making a look at my records a local access television show? That'd be fun. You'd have to be there, though, to make it funny, because usually it's not that funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on the guest. I'd be happy to to show up and do some some local access with you. Is there still local access? There's got to be. Not even that. Nobody really has like cable anymore, though. I, I mean, we'd be playing to the sixty and up audience. We could just do like YouTube Live. Oh, uh, guess so. All right. What was your favorite record of the year? Uh. What was it? Oh, it's uh, Always Something by UBTV. Wow. That's awesome, because that was my third favorite record. Yeah, we've, we've already pretty much covered why we both like this. But just like great fucking hooks, really tight sounding record. Uh, every, every song, there, no, no low points on it. Um, a lot of high points. Yeah, it's whole thing's pretty much a high point. Honestly. Yeah, I listened to this record cover to cover many, many times this year. Same, same all year. the way through. It was definitely one of my most listened to records of the year. Did you pick "Distant Lullaby" as your song? Yes. Yeah, that's an awesome song. Is <laughs> that a distant lullaby? I, I fucking love like choruses that are just syllables instead of words yeah and this song is a great one it does i love syllables too they go they make up words that's always something i'm interested in and maybe if i ever get a chance to interview them i'll ask them how do you come up with a chorus that's just syllables with someone in the room saying no you should do lyrics and you were like like, did you did you have lyrics and like someone just said those are bad bad dumb lyrics yeah like what's the process there because to me i'm i overthink things i'll be like i can't do a bop 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 chorus but it totally works and it's like the best part of the song yeah makes so me how want, do you know makes me want to dance you gotta do how do you know dude i think you're asking the wrong guy right. you're just gonna have to have him on the show all right so my favorite record was anemi kamoon by Special Friend. So they're from France. They're a French Parisian duo. Great uh, lo fi minimalist pop. Reminds me a lot of the Pastels. Painful era Yola Tango as well. Nice. Kind of that lo fi with some fuzz, but fuzz that doesn't overpower, you know, the melodies. So it's still like very poppy, even though it kind of has those fuzzy sounding guitars. Do they sing in French? No, they sing in English. Mm-hmm. So I loved this album. And I was really disappointed because I didn't know about this band. Oh, uh, did you like learn about them a week after they were in New York or something? Not a week after, but they were able to play two shows in New York one at Berlin and then one at Alphaville. Weeks before the pandemic 
So they were oh, here. Oh, shit. So, like, this was in, like, February or March of 2020? Yeah, and they played with, like, Holy Tunics, friend, you know, friends of mine, Seamstress from New Jersey. Oh, they cool. played a show with them. So it was cool. I discovered them, saw that they put out this record this year, really liked it, and I interviewed them. A print interview for look look at my records is a print interview on the site that you can read where I learned a lot more about them, and of course they love Yellow Check Tango as much as we do. That's saying obviously. a lot. That's saying a lot. We love them a lot, and they're a cool duo. This was all recorded on a Tascam too, so it sounds really cool. Nice. I think they expanded from four track to like six track on this one. So moving up, remember moving in up in the world. But it's a great album. Anumi, Kamun, Kamun, which I think means, what does that mean? Common enemy is what it means. Interesting, right? I thought, I thought it meant Anumi, come on. Is that not what it means? No. Shit. It's common enemy in French. Damn, so, wow, another year gone by. Wow. Can I do this again next year? Totally. Maybe we should do it more often. We should do like a like a rundown, seasonal rundown. I don't know. I feel I feel like we we don't want to dilute it. Yeah. How about you? Um. How about you interview bands occasionally, and I'll like write up some stuff occasionally, and then I'll like come up. I'll show up on the podcast occasionally. Deal. You want to do that? We're shaking on it. We're shaking on it. That's this. a shake. That's a handshake, everyone. Yeah. The audience is going wild. Yeah, I think this the, is a good The compromise. audience is going wild, everyone. <laughs> everyone, thank you for joining us for the year-end episode with Zach Romano and Tom Gallo, where we pick 10 of our favorite records, and we're going to hear our number ones now. So what song are we going to hear from? We already said it, Distant Lullaby. Indeed. By UVTV off of their, this is their second full-length album. It's a good one. It's a yeah, that's great. One. Always something. You should get them on the show. And then Love to talk to them. Yeah, we're going to hear the title track from Special Friend, Anemi Kamina. See you in 2022. I already see you in 2022. Yeah. <laughs>